We may be a few days into fall, and the weather's beginning to change. A welcome change, but the heat is actually higher in Louisville after protests erupted following a grand jury outcome in the Breonna Taylor shooting death by police officers. Protests have broken out in other cities besides Kentucky. When their grand jury charged one officer of wanton endangerment, some were expecting murder charges. Louisville declared a state of emergency ahead of the announcement. As protests began, two police officers were shot and a suspect was taken into custody. Add to this, whatever side of the aisle you're on, what we have is a political football in light of the presidential election come November. No matter where you stand in the grand jury announcement, the death of Breonna Taylor was a tragedy. Where there's weeping, Christians ought to weep. But we weep as those with hope. Christ's love can strengthen us to weather any storm. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're wrapping up a series called I Need Hope. What about you? A hope deferred. I'm sure you've heard that expression before. What happens when hope is deferred? The Bible says it makes a heart sick. As I look around my world today, I see a lot of sick people. So many are putting their hope in things that will never satisfy them. Hope that past decision and memories will give them peace and security. Hope even now that if the right person is elected to office, problems are solved and the future will be better. But we can't put our hope in people or things in the past, present, or future. We can only find hope in the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I know you know where I'm going. Jesus is our only hope. And we're going to look to the power of his resurrection today and how he can give us hope for the present as well as hope in the future. the program, I want you to have a front row seat to this year's Prom Praise, a festival of hope on DVD out of London. You'll not only see and hear the massive choir, a finely tuned orchestra, but you'll be filled with hope in Christ alone as you watch. Just call us after the program and we'll send it out to you right away for your gift of any amount to Haven today. Call us at 800 654 2836. 800 65 Haven. Or better yet, watch an excerpt and see what I'm talking about. And then get your DVD from our website, haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now we open with a song that was from a festival of hope. And a song you've heard on this program before. A song written and sung by Matt Redman. Bless the Whatever may pass and whatever 
favourite hymn writer was Charles Wesley. In his very last hymn he wrote, age 81 on his deathbed, he says this. In age and feebleness extreme, who shall a helpless worm redeem? Jesus, my only hope thou art, strength of my failing flesh and heart. Oh, could I catch one smile from thee and drop into eternity? Does anyone feel that unshakable hope and love for Jesus Christ in this place tonight? Yes, on that day when my strength is fading, the end draws me and my time has come. Oh, Jesus, still my soul, sing your praise
Haven today, and that, of course, was 10,000 Reasons as we open the program together with a song from this year's A Festival of Hope 2020 Prom Praise. I want to go back to London one more time, and I want us to hear a portion from this year's Easter message from a locked down All Souls Church in London. It was based on 1 Peter 1, the first 12 verses, and was powerfully delivered by a judge who preaches almost once a month. His name is David Brown. To be foreknown by God is to be foreloved by him. You didn't initiate your alien status. God did. Before the foundation of the world, God knew you were his and did something about that. And if that happened outside you before all eternity, something happened inside you too. Also, by the work of God, you were caused by God to be born again. Your heart of stone was taken out and a new heart was put in. The old person was crucified and a new person created. You were born new. And that new person isn't really at home anymore in this world. The mark of your being a Christian is a sense that it doesn't fit anymore. Here's the God-centered explanation of feeling an exile. You're rooted in God's eternal election for something different. If you're a Christian, why are you a Christian? Peter's answer is that God loved you with an everlasting love. Before there was a you to love, he chose you and in time called you to himself in new life in the gospel. It has nothing to do with the quality of our love or response and everything to do with the certainty of his. It's all about his great mercy, verse 3. And Peter means us to see the whole trinity involved, verse 2. Do you see that? What the Father planned, the Son procured, and the Spirit protects. The trinity invested in you even before you were born. The new birth is mercy's gift. God awakened you to new life. Here now is your deepest identity. Here is what creates that unmissable experience of verse 8, where we love Jesus, though we've not seen him. Ah, born-again language makes some uncomfortable today, but you know, there's no other sort of Christian Christian faith is never just a code or a worldview or a set of rituals. It's a change as dramatic and significant as Jesus' resurrection from the dead. End of verse 3. New birth is a kind of resurrection. Peter takes it as red for authentic Christian life. It's 
the flooding into our old, spiritually dead existence of the life of Christ himself. If anyone is in Christ, says Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he is a new creation. The renewal of all things has begun, and we're part of that. No resurrection, no new birth. No new birth, no living hope. To be born again is to be alive with hope. That's why Easter matters so much. Because Jesus lives, God gives new life to dead sinners. We quite literally come alive as new human beings. That's why Peter can talk here of living hope. Jesus stands triumphant over death itself, what Aristotle called the most terrifying of things, for it is the end. And when we put our hand in his, so can we. His death counts for yours. He can take us even through death. He's done it. His life counts for yours. The resurrection is, writes Walter Brueggemann, God's capacity to take a circumstance of complete shutdown and hopelessness and make it something new. Here is hope anchored in the past, in the foreloving of God, in a confidence that he has not quit. You are utterly secure, says Peter to his hearers, for you are now part of the indestructible life of the risen and glorified Jesus. The game is won. God who raises the dead is your God. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. The God who raises the dead is your God. What a powerful sermon from David Turner at All Souls Church. He began that sermon by saying challenging times need hope-filled Christians. And we're calling our series this week, I Need Hope. What about you? Because we agree with David. We're living in challenging times, perhaps the most challenging times most of us have ever faced. And we do need hope. And this world we're living in needs hope. Hope like David Turner just said, that's grounded in the God who raises the dead, a hope that covers our past, present, and future. So many today are putting their hope in the present. They think if the right people are in charge, then everything will work out. It'll be okay. But what do you do when that doesn't happen? What do you do when your hope is gone? You begin to panic. And then, if you're a Christian, you can forget your faith. Some put their hope in the past, they look back to good times or a decision they made and they think this will sustain them. But what do we do when life takes a sudden tragic turn? We begin to question, to doubt that we ever had faith in the first place. We need a hope that will lead us all the way, a hope that's secure. We need the hope of Christ, hope in his work for us in the past, Hope in his resurrection power that brings power and grace now in the present, and hope that his promises for the future will come to pass. If we're only putting our hope in the present or the past, these things will fail us. But that's where Proverbs thirteen twelve just breaks out and comes alive. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred. That's what happens when we put our hope in the past or the present. Things don't go the way we want. 
Our desires for our future are threatened. Our hope is deferred. It makes our hearts sick, doesn't it? It's like the basketball team who loses the game on the last shot. It hurts to have your hopes and your desires dashed in a moment. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. How many of us are struggling through that right now? 2020 has completely upended all of our lives. The pandemic, political tensions, racial tensions, the economy, hopes have been deferred. Our present cannot bear the weight of our hoping hearts. And that's why we need the second half of that proverb. A longing fulfilled is a tree of life. We've all experienced this in one way or another. To have our longings fulfilled, even if only for a brief time, it's so sweet. If our hopes deferred make our hearts sick, our longings fulfilled make our hearts sing. But there's something deeper here than just a comment about what happens when we get what we want. And it's found in that final phrase, tree of life. The tree of life brings us all the way back to the beginning. It actually brings us all the way forward to the end. The tree of life which was offered to Adam and Eve is the tree of life that the Lord's people will eat from for eternity with him in the new creation. Our deepest longing is to be with the Lord, to be accepted by him at the end, to be welcomed into his loving arms. And in Jesus Christ, that longing will be fulfilled. We will be invited to eat from this tree of life at last, and we'll rejoice with him forever. This is a hope that can never be deferred. This is a hope that can cover our past and our present. Some of us hesitate to come to Jesus because of things we have done, sinful desires we've fulfilled in the past. But Christ's promise to welcome us in the end means he knows our sin, and he's done something about it. Some of us forget the Lord in our present circumstances because they're unbearably painful. Christ's love that will welcome us in the future tells us that right now he's inviting us to cast all our anxieties on him. He cares for us. This kind of hope is a tree of life for us here and now. It will sustain us every day as we turn again and again and again to our Savior. I need this kind of hope. What about you? Receive his grace and mercy. Receive it even now. And taste and see that his love is truly good. As morning dawns and evening fades, you inspire songs of praise that rise from earth to touch your heart.
is a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no other. Your name, let the nation sing it louder. Cause nothing has the power to save. And your name is a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no other. Your name, let the nation sing. Paul Balash singing Your Name from his album A Greater Song. He's just one of the many artists who speaks and sings on the Prom Praise DVD called A Festival of Hope. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and our final day of a series called I Need Hope. What about you? We've heard music from this year's Prom Praise, A Festival of Hope. Typically, this worship event that's been going on for decades fills the 6,000 seats at the historic Royal Albert Hall in London. But this year, as COVID-19 was settling in, they had to move it from the hall to the World Wide Web. And we have this praise event on DVD exclusively for you. It's a compilation the best prom praise performances at the hall from the past several years, as well as some very moving and intimate songs sung by people like Paul Balash that we just heard. As you watch, I know you'll sense the presence of the Lord as you see and hear the 100-strong orchestra, a mass choir of hundreds, and a full house raising their hands and singing praises to God. Plus, you can hear from some of today's Christian artists like the Gettys, Matt Redman, and Graham Kendrick. Prom Praise, a Festival of Hope DVD, is your front row ticket to a dynamic worship experience that I'd like to send to you for your gift to the ministry. Why don't you call us right now? And the number to call is 800-654-2836. Or if you'll remember it a little easier, it's 800 800- 65 Haven. Or visit our website and watch the program trailer. See what I'm talking about 
and then reserve your front row seat on this DVD, A Festival of Hope. Just get in touch with us at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again next week when again we get to share together the great story? It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you knew someone was planning to break into your home, what would you do today? I know I'd probably call the police, invest in a good alarm system, maybe get a dog. And even then, I'd wonder if I was really safe. But according to Jesus, the devil, the thief, does have his eyes set on my life and your life. Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But here's the good news. In the same verse, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You see, the devil cannot steal what belongs to Jesus. And if you belong to him, not only are you safe, you have the very life of Christ in you. You can get Anchor Devotional delivered in print at getanchor.com.